welcome to the Negative Positive Podcast, episode 395. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky, and autumnal, and very autumnal uh, Louisville, Kentucky this week. And uh, this is a Monday episode. It's a listener interaction episode, but we do have some co-captains, and we have uh, another, uh, another, another member, another uh, shipmate of the USS negative positives uh, on board tonight as, again as well. So let's get to the co-captains first. We'll start out in Los Angeles, California, La La Land, the city of angels. Mr. Andre Dominguez, how are you doing tonight, Andre? Doing all right, Mike. All right. And then all the way out in Virgin Aya, uh, <laughs> Virginia, Jess Jones. Yes, he wins. How you doing tonight, Jess? Pretty good. Just hanging out with this cricket, my new pet. Hope you guys enjoy listening to him. Oh, it just got quiet as I said that. Uh, we'll see when when Mike's jokes land flat. We just all have to not speak for a little minute, and then uh, it'll yeah, be we'll perfect. Just be quiet. Listen to the cricket. <laughs> yeah, maybe the cricket got performance anxiety. Yeah. That's because that cricket knows my jokes are going to be funny. Doesn't it? when it's not needed tonight. So. Uh, but I had I had several old episodes where I had a cricket in the background and uh, it was quite an quite a quite an adventure. But uh, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get to our uh, we're let out again out of the cabin uh, boy uh, quarters. We're, we've unlocked it again, uh, Mister Mike Kukovica, drunk dark room in uh, Georgia. And uh, Mike, uh, how are you doing tonight? Hey Mike, I'm I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate yeah. it. Well, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, how else are we going to get our our deck swabbed? You know, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's the poop deck, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you know I'm never going to stop saying that joke, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, it's gonna we're gonna have some uh, call-ins, uh, email, and some other good stuff. But I think first we have a couple of uh, announcements, uh, a big show change, I guess, uh, and uh, you know, sort of sad about it but it's, it's it's bittersweet i guess but uh i guess we have to we have to give the floor to uh miss jess jones uh she's got a, a little bit of news she's gonna apparently uh be uh i don't know uh she's gonna jump <laughs> jump in the lifeboat and get the hell off the ship because uh i think andre and i have managed to now officially run off every lady on the show so uh so <laughs> it oh didn't take God. long but it, it took longer than i expected but uh jess how would you tell the fine folks uh what you got going on uh, I'm not jumping ship. It's just a temporary break. I just, I'm just taking a little break, uh, focusing on getting some stuff done. I, uh, just gotta get better at managing my time a little bit and I'll be back because awesome. it's not, it's not going to be the same without you guys chatting in my ears. So, well, I mean, I, I'll obviously be listening to you chatting, but then when I, when I trip back at you, there's not going to be anyone on the other end, so it'll be sad. But just a little break, just so I can get my things in order. But I'll be back. Well, that's good to hear. And then we always obviously want you know to do what you, know, you to do what's best for you. And I know, I mean, the good thing about negative positives, we have such a uh, wonderful like. Uh, uh, like uh, hiatus, like a, like a leave of absence package, like a severance package. It's, I mean, it's 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 yeah. very rewarding, you know. So, yeah, that's yeah. the main reason I'm doing it. Roxanne told me all about it. Yep. <laughs> she talked about all the benefits of her sabbatical, and uh, mm-hmm. now Jess is going to take some shore leave from uh, the, the the SS negative positives. <laughs> but you know, she's always she can always come back. She's 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 always still going to have her sea legs. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize owning a cricket would be so time consuming. <laughs> hey, come on. Look, everyone appreciates having you around, but they're going to miss you even more when you're gone. So oh, just yeah. make it better when you come back. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh, they so, probably won't even notice. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop oh, it. Me, they'll, they'll notice because it's going to be a sausage fest around here. For a while, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always say one of my things at work is I always say too many eggs, not enough sausage. And now it's just really going to feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we uh, we wish you the, 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 the a, a productive time and your time away from us. And we, we uh, will definitely be looking forward to you coming back and in your chair will always be here um and uh and uh we're complete with a whoopee cushion on, on it went for the next time you sit in it so uh but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also be, because she is is not doing nearly uh as as good a job you know promoting one of the things that has been bringing her a lot of of joy and hopefully now that she'll get to spend a bit more time doing please guys go check out jess's uh cyanotype pants and shorts and any other cloth denim accoutrement uh both on her <laughs> main channel uh main instagram account yesy ones um as well as yep. what's the what's the name of the of the account that you you made specifically for for the cyanotype pants uh, it's i know what it is it's dusty true yeah. blue yeah that's a good name true blue thank you well, I think uh, because I, since Jess might not be here for a while, I will not be able to talk about feet for a while. And that's, that's kind of, that's, oh. <laughs> thank God. So <laughs> I think what I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to order a God. pair, I'm going to order a pair of flip flops, uh, Sayontep flip flops. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh man. you know, I have to say, I had to work a beer festival last weekend. Um, it's about four hours away, but it's something that I was really looking forward to. So wasn't, wasn't a bear or anything, but the owner of that brewery, who's just so kind and so nice and does not shoot film at all. Mm. He was taking me around introducing to people and he was like, she's on negative positive podcast. And I was like, Josh, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, I listened to the episodes. He started naming you guys. He started naming guests. Wow. You had. He nice. doesn't even shoot films, so you guys are crossing the barriers into other industries without <laughs> even knowing it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's probably because we don't really talk about film photography much on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, funny. But still, Mike, the point is, it's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> well, that, that, that makes that makes you very happy. So that's very, that's cool, cool to hear something like that. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, I guess the next thing we kind of want to get at here is uh, you know it is October, and if anybody has been with us since last year, you'll remember last October. <clears throat> it's kind of a month. Uh, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, donations to uh, cancer research. And last year we did something. And one of the things that actually, and it was uh, Mike and uh, Kukovica and Andre's idea. And uh, I was just glad to have a uh, vehicle that we could uh, push this on. But one of the things I'm most proud of that we've ever done on this podcast was uh, what we called the Silver Linings Project last year. It was last October. And, and after we completed last year's well, I, I say completed after Mike Kukavica completed and uh, and Jess Jones completed last year. So Andre and I are still <laughs> be waiting for prints from us. But. Hey, don't forget Roxana and and Bob. 
Uh, oh yeah, Roxanne, that's true. That's true. And Bob Bob Saint Cyr uh, uh, big helps on that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I actually uh, I found my prints that I printed out to send out. The funny thing is, I only have to send prints to Andre Kooks and uh, and Ken Bertram. So uh, uh, Ken's the only one that's probably like wondering where the hell his prints are from me anyway. But uh, so because I'm sure Kukovica. I actually think I was be. supposed to send you something, Mike, and I don't even know if I did it. Uh, no, you didn't. But that's that's fine. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, Savage, <laughs> but yeah. So, but we, so we, you know, we had ta- we had talked uh, last year at the end of it that we would make this a yearly thing. And honestly, if I'm completely honest, and I think maybe everyone else here would probably feel the same way, it, October just kind of snuck up on us. It just kind of <laughs> popped up. It's like, oh, like uh, wow, it's it, we're in October already, and we need to really discuss if we were going to do it or what we're doing. So we have decided to do a much, much smaller scale version of what we did last year and then maybe come back next year, uh, maybe uh, more full scale like we did last year. But for this year, we do want to still do something similar, kind of keep it going, um, but on a much smaller scale. And I think uh, Kooks kind of came up with, uh, I think, a, a, a pretty good outline. And I th- we talked a little bit before the recording at what we count, how we kind of want to do it. But uh, so people don't have to hear my damn voice so much because they've heard it enough already over 400 episodes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Kooks kind of uh, uh, put into words what we're kind of thinking about doing this year. All right. Hopefully I won't choke on myself right now. So that set up right there. But uh, yeah, so so I think the idea is if you uh, make any sort of donation to uh, any cancer uh, research foundation or charity, just send an email to the negative positives uh, email address with your address and something about what you sent and some sort of proof about it. And uh, we'll send you a print. Yeah. This time we're not going to be so specific about who or what or whatever, but we, you know, not that not that we don't appreciate it, but like last last year was it was kind of hard keeping everything straight with if there was different tiers and different stuff and you know, so uh, the point is if you show some love to the the cancer charities and the people that are fighting through this and their their caregivers, we want to show some love to you and and we just want to keep it kind of simple like that. Mhm. So yeah, folks, if you, uh, in the month that we're going to, it's, it's already the 10th of October when we're recording this, uh, we'll probably do it through, uh, what do you say, uh, Kooks, like through the end of November, maybe? Yeah, let's do that. End of November. Okay. Yep. Through the end of November, if you give any sort of donation to any cancer charities, simply just uh, email us at negpositives at gmail.com. That's negpositives at gmail.com. Send me uh, an email saying, uh, you know, who you gave to and and uh, your address and one of us will uh, find a way to uh, send you a print, and uh, um, you know we'll just uh, uh, try to uh, try to you know give a little love back. Uh, maybe I will even um, reach out on the fa- Facebook group or something. Anybody else wants to help send prints out? Maybe some other people would be interested in uh, sending a print out to somebody that uh, um, has given to uh, a cancer charity or something. So uh, uh, I'll throw that out there in the Facebook group. See if anybody else wants to kind of be uh, uh, give a little love to someone that gives a little love. So. Uh, but if not, yeah, uh, 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 me or or Kooks or or somebody in the uh, in the gang will uh, send you a print. Uh, I will tell you if you get one from me, 
it will be a inkjet print <laughs> from the HV Instant Ink program. So <laughs> don't expect a, a nice handcrafted darkroom print. So if you're lucky enough to get kooks, you'll get a, I'm assuming a darkroom print. If you get me, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you're getting an inkjet. You know, <laughs> so, hey, just because it comes from a darkroom doesn't mean it's good, man. It, it'll have a lot of love in it. But, you that's know, some, sometimes we've all we've all tried to cook something and then we really put a lot of love in it. And boy, it tastes like shit. So it happens. <laughs> So I, I, you know, suitably set the bar low there. So hopefully <laughs> right. it's <can> overachieve. <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how we have always ran this podcast, set the bar really low and then that we won't disappoint. So, uh, but, uh, so, but, uh, again, it's a very simple, if you donate any amount, uh, whatever you can donate to any cancer charity, again, send me an email, neg positives at gmail.com with your address. And, uh, we will get a printout in the mail to you, uh, um, uh Hopefully, sometime uh, in a shorter time frame than what what I have uh, been able to do <laughs> with the last one, <laughs> but, uh, but shortly uh, yeah. after the end of November, for sure. And you and you know it's and we appreciate that really. I mean, the people that are going through what they're going through. I mean, it's like it it, it your heart really goes out to them, and you want to try to do something and. You know, so if if you've got it in your heart to donate to these people to try to help, then you know we want to say we we really appreciate you and we love you and and here's our version of that to you. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And uh, so if you love fire escapes and vintage signs, uh, yeah, you just uh, <laughs> cancer research, and I can I can hook you up. So, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I know that we're gonna sort of touch on on some of this somewhat, uh, especially with one of the the email uh, or one of the columns. I can't remember which one it is, but also if you are perhaps not in a position to be able to donate anything this year. Please take it upon yourself, especially you know if you're if you're a geezer like uh, half of this podcast. Uh, you know, go go get your butt checked. Go get tested. You know, ladies, go go get things uh, checked out as well. I know that all of these tests are very uncomfortable, but it's you know early detection is so 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 incredibly important. And you know if you have a really funny uncomfortable experience with this, and like us, you process uh anxiety through humor especially really like you know dirty childish humor send in a funny colon about your painful mammogram your uncomfortable colonoscopy oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah you know that would be good but isn't i mean i'm a guy but that mammogram sounds like cruel and unusual punishment for not having done anything wrong well why <laughs> in the world do they take a part of a person's body and like squash it down into like even how small do they i i don't know i'm not trying to show my ignorance about the whole thing but it just seems wrong seems wrong there's got to be a better way to do that you would think technology <laughs> that yeah that, that they could come up with a little bit better way because i mean now with colonoscopies they, they, well, okay, you need a colonoscopy if you have family history, but they have the thing now where you poop in a box and then you just <laughs> right, you send it in the mail, right? Yeah, you send it in the mail, but if yeah, apparently they only do that if you don't have family history. But unfortunately, I had family history, so oh. I got the I got the full I got the full plunger, you know. So, so instead of like twenty three and me, it's number two and me. <laughs> <laughs> number two and you. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh but, man. Uh, all right. Well, um, 
I guess now I'd like to, uh, um, I guess, open up the floor here to anybody that uh, has uh, had any, any done anything lately. What we've been up to, I can basically say uh, I haven't really been up to much. I, I have uh, I've been doing some doctor's appointments and stuff, uh, continuing this. Uh, uh, hey, I'm getting old. Uh, let's uh, get some things checked out sort of uh, stuff. So I've been pretty busy with uh uh, weird doctor's appointments. I just got, I had one this afternoon actually, but, uh, um, apparently I have high cholesterol now on top of the high blood pressure. So, uh, now I'm on a different medicine for that. I'm on two medications now. I, I went from no medications to two. So, and that's how you know. Uh, you get no wow. Bullshit, man. Don't get involved in that whole system. Once you're in, you can't get out. It's <laughs> right. like, they just pull you in. We're going to give you this drug, but then it's going to cause a side effect. And we're going to give you that drug, but that I drug will know. cause a side you, effect. I, and now we got to give you this one. I can tell you this. Sorry. My blood pressure is under control though. So that's a, uh, it was 120 nice. over 80 today. So, uh, that, that, nice. that's, that's just working. So I was, I was hitting like uh, 160 over a hundred and stuff before Oof. they get this medicine. So yeah, it was up there. So uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's working. So, uh, but I, I, I'm just wondering when I'm going to have to buy one of those pill boxes with the Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like that's coming, but, uh, uh, but yeah. So um, uh, I, I guess um I do have a couple of shout outs I want to get out of my end before I turn it over to anybody else that might have some things they want to get into uh, that they've been up to or whatever. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of YouTube channels that's uh, been using my music and just also just uh, great channels to check out. Anyway, uh, Jamie Maldonado has put out two uh, uh, videos here recently, <clears throat> one called Getting Flashy. Because Jamie does great flash photography work, and this this particular video was really good. Uh, how he was kind of using some flash and and natural light to get these just really almost like fashion like magazine looks. He's just really fantastic at that. That's something I would love to be good at, and I'm terrible at flash. I'm scared to hell of it, but he does a great job with it. So uh, getting flashy from Jamie Maldonado's YouTube channel, and he also did one uh, uh, square format film photography, and I uh, was talking about how his uh, what he thinks about square format. And uh, but uh, definitely uh, check out his channel if you haven't already he does fantastic work over there and then uh mr theo panagopoulos from the uh, camerosity podcast he also has a blog photothinking.com where he like he'll write a, write up a review of the camera but if you're the type of guy that uh you know doesn't really like reading blogs on on the on the interwebs uh he actually puts out a podcast the photo thinking blogcast and uh, he came out with a recent episode about the Nikon FG. So in your podcast catchers, if you check out the Photo Thinking podcast, you can kind of get uh, the content on Theo's uh, PhotoThinking.com website uh, in your in your ears or on your car stereo. Uh, so uh, just kind of a cool thing he does. And he uses some of my music, too. So that's uh, very cool. Thank you, Theo, for that. But uh, doing a good job with that as well. So uh, last thing is... I did get some of the mail. I, I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't miss the, uh, didn't mention this, but uh, <laughs> Alessandro Cranacchia, one of our uh, past guests and one of our most entertaining guests. Uh, that's when we <laughs> found out that uh, Jess uh, doesn't like uh, what was it? was it was it was it bulging <laughs> or something um, something like that. Oh, <laughs> um, bulbous thing! Bulbous, all close. Bulbous. <laughs> that's such a great word. <laughs> but anyway, he said, I get a box in the mail from him. Actually, it came from somebody else. He just apparently bought it on eBay and had it shipped to me. And it is none other than a Miller Lite belt, and it has. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's oh, Miller Lite. That's the Miller Lite logo all the way around it about 25 different times. So, I mean, it's classy, man. It is definitely classy. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. like, are, are they round or like oblong? Like the, or, but, cause it's like, it's, I'm trying to picture this, right? It's, it's kind it's, of the old, it's kind of the old, like almost 90s or early 2000s Miller Lite logo. So, yeah. It's so it's Miller that. and light underneath and it's got like the wheat around the sides. It's got right? like a little kind swirl of, around it, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a, and yeah. so, so there's probably yeah okay so there's a lot of them oh yeah oh yeah it's, it's all the way around the belt like you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see that like when i bend over <laughs> to uh <laughs> to get a colonoscopy. sorry what a lead in <laughs> <laughs> when i bend over to get a colonoscopy or like say bend over to uh you know take a photograph and like my cracks hanging out of my my, my hipster jeans uh you'll you're gonna see the light in all its glory uh but uh <laughs> well that's gonna take the attention away from the from the plumber's crack man that Miller Lite. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm feeling thirsty. Uh, I want the Miller Lite, man. <laughs> You're probably going to need a Miller Lite after you see that. But uh, uh, the, um, uh, the another funny thing about the belt is uh, right around the belt buckle, it has a, a built-in bottle opener on it. <laughs> so, oh, nice. <laughs> Practicality, man. Which is kind of funny because Miller Lite is twist off. So I don't really, it's kind of completely unnecessary. <laughs> Well, you're right. Well, can you oh, use that no. to like pop the the can open if you didn't want to use your fingernail? Uh, I don't think maybe possibly, but it seems like it'd be a hell of a lot, a lot of work, a little more effort, right? <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Alessandro, for really a you know a gift that um, really quenched my thirst for 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 high fashion. So uh, you know, but uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so very 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 cool thing to get in the mail. So thanks to a uh, huge thanks to Alessandro Kanakia for. The Miller Lite belt, but uh, uh, that's that's pretty much what I got. Anybody else have uh, anything that they've been doing lately they want to talk about? Not a whole lot. Oh, I mean, I I started the second uh, iteration of Sinistil and the George Eastman Museum's Analog Academy. So I've got a new batch of students, fresh blood, new pupils to mold and guide through their analog photography journey it's been it's been a lot of fun they've been a a good bunch so far we just finished class number two so we're um a little less than halfway through the the course um it's been yeah it's been it's been interesting i i did manage to spill some chemistry on camera and uh, (laughs) have to kind of uh on the fly be like and this folks is why you wear an apron and you use funnels. <laughs> Don't do as I do, because I just spilled a bunch of chemistry. Oh all man! What? Uh, how many? How many students oh. are in it? Uh, right now, we've got a little over eleven. Oh, I think it's like oh. twelve people. Yeah, it was a little less than last time, but my my. So also people want to do that and have you as a teacher. Where do they go sign up? I mean, it's already it's the registration's already closed, unfortunately, but. You know, keep oh, keep an future. eye on, yeah. Keep an eye out on on you know Cinestill's social media. Uh, we'll we'll be promoting it as as we continue to do these in the future. It's nice because I mean, obviously, I, I wish we could have attracted more people. I I always want to have a, a a bigger class, but it does feel a lot more intimate. Um, you know, actually getting to kind of know the students a little bit. We created a Discord server. Um, having people starting to post their scans from their first black and white developing session, kind of do little oh. intros and share their their Instagram handles. It's been it's been fun. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's very nice. 
Uh, all right, Kooks, what do you got? You got anything going on lately? I got a couple things, but can I, can I start off with one thing that's not exactly photography related? I mean, we stick to, we stick to film photography on this show. <laughs> so, so, well, I'm, I'm going to take that as an invitation to say, go ahead. So, but it ties in cause, uh, cause when I was out in California last, which was, I guess, three weeks ago, Andre and I went to, uh, the Chinese theater and we saw the new Top Gun movie mm. and that, that movie yes, was we did. Good. And, well, and we didn't. It, we didn't also watch it in any old normal screen either. I, I, I figured either we're gonna we're, we're like we're gonna do this in a a method that's gonna be hopefully as as memorable as possible. Because soon, I mean, even though this movie's been showing in theaters for like three months now or something, <laughs> yeah, uh, eventually they're gonna stop showing it in theaters. So. I managed to book us some tickets in one of those fancy schmancy 4D theaters where you got the chairs that move and the little wind fans <laughs> blowing your face. Oh, no, like the lights and <laughs> lightning, you know. Yeah. And, and the dumbest thing was Did like the little water all over light. you. No, it this didn't squirt any water. No, but, but a little like, disappointed. But if, if you see the part where they like uh, take Tom Cruise out of the bar and throw him down, like there was like these little oh like, my God. things that hit you right in the butt, you know, it's like, like a little it, pneumatic it, ram that one like one in like the small of your back and then one upwards in your ass. It was like, <laughs> what does this have to do? With the, the guy got thrown down face first. It, it, yeah. You know, Tom Cruise's face doesn't look like an ass, you know, I, I mean, like well, it's sometimes. like, I don't get it. <laughs> What but no, do you think the name of the job is for the person that has to watch it and put those things together. What do you think that title is? Oh yeah. my gosh, like, obviously that's a- there's someone sitting there that's like, okay, I have to do this at this moment. They pause it and they add that in, and then they right. got to time this out. You know, I don't know what they're called, but that's an important job because you could either like make a real shit show of the whole thing or do a good job. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably people that take it very seriously. There's probably a podcast for that. They're like, no, no, you can't do too much within five minutes. You've got to spread it out like this. I wonder how serious they take it. Right. Well, hey, I, I give him kudos for making the chairs be fucking still during dialogue scenes because me, me and some friends watch Dune. In this type of theater uh, as well, this this these moving chair thingies and like in dialogue scenes, if if the score would kind of swell a little bit, the chairs would start rising. <laughs> oh man! Come on! <laughs> oh boy! But uh, but no, they did a good job, and it was a good movie. It w- it was a it, w- it was a good movie. I, I felt a little um, uh, sarcastic about the whole thing, but then after I left, I had to be less curmudgeonly about it and say, yeah, you know what? They did a good job. But the one thing I really noticed is that in the beginning, Tom Cruise was like sitting in a director's chair saying, Hey, thanks for coming to see the movie. We appreciate it or whatever. And he looked like an ordinary guy of however old he is. But like in the movie, his face was all like tanned and smooth. And I'm like, this is not the same guy that was sitting in that chair before the movie started. You know I mean? Like I'm, I'm not ignorant to the way Hollywood works, but like it was so, but the one interesting thing. So on that, there's one side where they made him look really good, but the other part was they made no attempt to make him seem that he was the same height as anybody else. 
Like, the, really, there was plenty of times when he's standing next to someone and you could see him looking down at him. You know, you could see the shadows of him and they were definitely, you know, not that there's anything wrong with anybody's height, but like in, in a lot of movies, right, they, they had gone through efforts to try to make him look like he's looking at people straight in the eye, not looking up at him, right? Right, that, that right. Objectively taller than he was. So uh, in some ways, I kind of appreciated that they dropped that well they didn't necessarily do those other movies but that they didn't try to go out of their way to make it into something it wasn't my favorite part of it is they managed to find a way to work Val Kilmer back into it so that I thought yeah. that was a, a nice a nice move uh, uh, but yeah and and the the main lady still had an affinity for classic Porsche so that's there's some good taste there I mean it's <laughs> debatable but uh, you know but uh, hey 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 come on now <laughs> come on you tell me that if she was driving like I don't know what. Uh, maybe a Mustang, maybe, but yeah, yeah. An old classic Mustang that would, fit, that would fit her personality better. You know, I think that I think it was a, there was a hole in <laughs> writing there somewhat, but uh, but uh, so, but, uh, so so I don't mean to carry that on too long, but yeah, it was a good movie. So I, I'm I'm glad that uh, Andre convinced me to to not be less curmudgeonly and and actually go see it, <laughs> and and it was cool to see it in the Chinese theater. It didn't really cost any more than any other theater, and they got a full bar in there. Which, oh, nice. which was a funny anecdote because oh, Andre's like, you know, he's right. like, I'm thirsty. I gotta go get some water. And he comes back with a beer and he's like, well, they wanted. Like, I was, I was like, I was like, I can explain. <laughs> oh, you don't need to explain to me. I'm like, I'm driving. You're not. So by all means. But it's like, yeah, what was it like uh, a lot more for a water than it was for a beer? Well, I asked, I was like, you know, hey, how much is a bottle of water? And they said $7. And I was like, damn. How much is a blue moon? They said seven dollars. I'm like, I'll have the beer, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Always a good choice. Always a good choice. Uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it was. I mean, it was a. I mean, it. it I mean, it wasn't like a, uh, an artistic uh, uh, film of, of, of substantial <laughs> quality, but it was a, a fun summer blockbuster. I'll give it that. So yeah, but, and it, it hit the nostalgia good- so hard. Oh yeah. Sorry. We haven't had good fun summer blockbusters in such a long time. Like like mm-hmm. the the movies recently have either been a bunch of shitty sequels uh or like good indie movies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one or two good indie movies every every few months. So to actually have like a proper good summer blockbuster that like pretty much is universally loved it's like man i haven't had that in years yeah yeah is it, right. is something else funny that was that uh, that morning i went to planes of fame in chino and they actually had the mustang that tom cruise owns that was in the movie sitting there which was kind of cool because i mean look there's no flying p51 mustang that's not in good shape because it wouldn't be flying if it wasn't right, right. but this one was just gorgeous but it was so funny because they had a couple little placards there you know and one of them was like yeah but you know nobody who's a captain in the navy could ever afford one of these planes (laughs) 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 that could never happen right right so so that was cool and but there's there was like two other little things i wanted to say um and one of them was i don't know if you y'all read this story or had seen it but um you know lucy lumen did did a, a video on uh, Zwicko lenses, right? The Olympus uh-huh. lenses, uh-huh. and and I think she had said that they were like maybe some of the best lenses. And 
boy, the amount of crap she brought on herself from all the desires and like of people and everything. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, I really admire her because she's gone out and, you know, stuck a, you know, taken a, uh, a stand on certain things and that, that isn't necessarily popular. And I don't know that she really expected to get the crap that she got out of that, but, uh, but yeah, so I give her some props for, for, uh, you know, for, for taking some abuse, which didn't need to happen. She did not need to take any abuse over that if people were not stupid. But the thing you know, that cracks whatever. me up about things like that is, you know, even when I've gotten criticism uh, or whatever about the show or whatever is like, uh, folks, uh, her YouTube channel, this podcast, it's free. Uh, you, you, you don't have to right. listen. You don't have to right. watch. You know, just saying, like... <laughs> You right. Know, like, why? why? Yeah. Right. Go make your own. If it's so bad, go right. do your own thing and make it better. Right. Instead of yeah. just griping. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so, I, I long, I, I long believe if, if you don't have anything good to say in some of these situations, maybe just don't say it, you know, like, uh, uh, no one's changing anybody's mind on the internet. So, uh, so no, not with a keyboard, <laughs> right. not with a keyboard. <laughs> right. Right. So, but, um, so, anything else, Mike? Yeah, there was a, one other thing. I, I I think we had talked about it last time around off air, but um, the I, I wanted to point out if if you're ever looking for a good simple film developer, black and white developer, that the uh, there's a great uh, uh, formula out there for something called uh, it's Barry Thornton's Two Bath, and it is super simple to use, super simple to make, and it doesn't matter what film you it's whether it's like Basically, by, by speed, if it's a little slow or if it's faster, you end up developing it in for like four, four and a half or five minutes. And if you want to just cut it down the middle, you can go four and a half minutes. And you, there's like a bath A and a bath B. It works really nice. It's really simple. And I've tested a few of it on my own. Works nice. So like if you're ever worried, you know, there's so many different kinds of black and white film developers and people get all – and I'm one of them, you know, I don't try to apply that to anybody else, but I get kind of like, well, I'm going to use this for this or I'm going to do that. Cause you know, it can get all like weird about it. But, but if you're looking for something that's really economical and really simple and trying to move into doing your own home developing, um, look that up. And I, and I got to tell you, I, there's a guy named John Finch that, that has been writing books or several series of the same books, um, about it's called the art of black and white developing, but his website is called pictorial planet. And that guy, I I had bought his book and it was written in there. And I had read that uh, about that, but you know, the, the person who actually turned me on to it and got me going was junior Wyatt. He had tried some of that and he's like, you know, you, you really should try this. And I did. And it's, it's brilliant because what was the name of this developer again? It's it's Barry Thornton's two bath. You might have heard of Ansel Adams uh, D twenty three. Not that Ansel Adams came up with D twenty three, but D twenty three was a developer he used a lot. And there was a version where you would split it, where it would be a two bath. And I mean, I'm not smart enough to really get technical on it, but the idea in a two bath developer is that like you split the accelerator away from the developer. And so you put the developer in first and it might develop the film slightly, but really, really slow. It doesn't do a whole lot, but the thing is the, the gelatin soaks up the developer and then you pour that out and then you pour the accelerator in 
And the accelerator is when it starts developing. But the the cool thing about it is it can only react with the amount of developer that's soaked into the emulsion. So in the highlights, they consume all of the, the, the accelerator consumes a developer there and burns it out and it stops. So it kind of controls the highlights from going crazy and it hmm. continues to work on the shadows. So it's actually kind of compensating. So if it, you know, if you're looking for a, a kind of a compensating developer, it's it's really good. But the same thing, you can make a liter of each, and it'll. It's I think they're they say it's good for 15 rolls, hmm. and which is that's pretty economical too. I mean, because there's only a couple chemicals in it, so yeah. it's it's not bad. Uh, so anyway, I just want to recommend that if it, you know, it, just another kind of thing to try to lower the barrier. It doesn't have to be super crazy and super fancy. And like the we were talking about lenses a second ago, it doesn't have to be like the providence of some old people that that are all you know. Um, what's the word about it? Um, oh, oh worse. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say, Dead. what is it? Uh, dogmatic. Dogmatic. You know what I mean? That it's only one way or another. You know what I mean? It's either it's goddamn it, it's either this way or don't even bother do it. You know what I mean? There's All there's right. some of that out there, and it's it's a shame when it is, but uh, it doesn't have to be that way. So yeah, and um, yeah. So, so, so if uh, if you if, I guess if you just Google search Barry Thornton's two bath, you'll find, uh, get the formula. Yeah, you ought to. That's a real easy. Or or look up that that website. It's Pictorial Planet. Although you know he just started selling some developers, and I don't want to knock him. I don't blame him for doing that, but. But at the same time, it's like all of a sudden the stuff he's selling doesn't have recipes. Like in this book, there was like about 20 recipes of all these different developers and mm-hmm. enough to make your head spin. But like he's selling Dizactol, which I guess was some f- – I think actually Barry Thornton had – I don't know about, much about this guy, but but apparently he had come up with his own kind of developers. But he, it was a like a kind of pushed forward version of Extol, which I guess Extol was pretty good too, so – Anyway, but yeah, you could just look up Barry Thornton's two bath online if you're interested in it. So, ask your doctor if Dizactol is right for you. <laughs> if, you, if you have, if, only if you have moderate to severe developing problems. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, I'm old enough I to. Warning: Dizactol may cause. <laughs> warning: Dizactol may cause you know bulbous toes and anal oh, <laughs> swelling. No, dude, it's like every other drug. It's going to make you uh, have diarrhea. It's going to make you throw up, and it's going to not let you have sex with somebody, and it's going to make you want to shoot yourself. <laughs> like that's that's what like it, all the drugs do, right? I mean, who? I remember the day. You know, there was a day when you couldn't have commercials for lawyers or drugs on TV. Yes, we made a big mistake by allowing that to happen. That all, was all giant, right? Yeah, such an f up. Yeah, so, yeah. All we have it, it, for folks outside the U.S. that don't have these, the U.S. is inundated now on television, it, lawyer commercials and uh, pharmaceutical commercials. That's all it is. Like it's 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 out of control. But uh, uh, and all of it, why is it all the symptoms are you know uh, sexual dysfunction, diarrhea, and suicide? You know, it's like. like I like the ones that say, uh, and sometimes maybe fatal. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that's, that's just a minor thing to throw in there. And it's always a kind of a pleasant voice. And sometimes maybe fatal. I, or, uh, I like the other one too. <laughs> Don't take whatever the name of the drug is. If you're allergic to whatever the, the name drug. of the drug is. Right. Oh right. yeah. No, it gives me hives. Let me take that. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, good times. 
All right. Well, I think uh, that's uh, pretty. I think we caught up here a little bit. Uh, boy, I, I don't know exactly how much film photography. At least Kooks brought something to the table with a developer thing. But uh, so uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot going on there. But uh, uh, we're going to take us a break and then we're going to get to some uh, listener interaction. So we got uh, some call in, some emails, and all that <laughs> stuff. So uh, we'll do that in the next segment. So uh, we'll take a break and be right back, folks. back from the break and going to get to some listener interaction that's what this episode's all about and first we have an email about the uh about the infamous uh colonoscopy uh, episode so i was quite <laughs> happy to get this but uh, we're gonna get an email from uh mr alan perez uh andre could you read that for us sure thing alan writes hey mike you could have named this episode blow up not just after the iconic movie Thanks for being willing to talk about your colonoscopy experience so openly and with humor. I'm a 19-year colon cancer survivor and have had many colonoscopies over the years. In fact, I just scheduled my next one. I have a tip to make to make to help make recovery easier. Lie on your side. I think the left one is best, but check and bring your knees up toward your chest, kind of like the John Lennon, kind of like John Lennon in the iconic photo with Yoko Ono. <laughs> Of course, oh, if you want to impress folks with your flatulence, don't listen to me. I hope your results came back negative. <laughs> oh, I, I did not try the John Lennon pose. Uh, uh, maybe I'll have to do that next time because the uh, I was definitely full of uh, full of uh, full of hot air. I think so. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you, uh, Alan, for uh, for uh, the the email. I'm glad to to, to see that you've. Uh, uh, you know, keeping on keeping on top of it, and 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 consider yourself a a survivor of uh, that particular type of cancer. So, uh, uh, best of luck to you. In the yeah, that yeah, as well. So, uh, I did get my results back. I, I don't think I. He had sent me another email asking if I got my results, and I I had I didn't announce it on that show or anything, but they did uh, uh, when they were when they were in there. <laughs> they, they did find uh, three polyps. And they removed those three pops, and of course they send those out for like a biopsy or whatever. And uh, none of it was cancer. Uh, they said that those type of polyps uh, only have maybe a five to ten percent chance of becoming cancer, but they go ahead and take them out anyway, just so they have no chance to do that. So uh, overall, a good uh, a good result, and uh, I don't have to get another one for another three years. So I'm three years before I have to do that that wonderfully fun process again. So. Yay. Uh, yeah, so it came Man. out quite well. So, um, but uh, thanks, Alan, for uh, for uh, reaching out, and glad to see that you know uh, somebody uh, uh, <laughs> appreciated. Whatever that segment was. <laughs> so, well, come on, man! You're a 19 year survivor. I mean, this guy has been dealing with this for a while. Because, yeah. I mean, I think I think in a lot of ways, cancer is not exactly like alcoholism, but it, in in the idea that you're never really done with it. Yeah. is mm-hmm. is the reality so uh hey man you're you're awesome keep fighting the good fight and uh i, I want to send this guy a print just just on general purpose man you, you know go. that's that's uh i'm gonna i think he's a perez on on instagram i think so i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to him so oh, that'd anyway. be awesome mike yeah yeah um, man yeah keep kicking cancer's ass man absolutely absolutely 
All right. And uh, we didn't get to this last uh, the last time we did a listener interaction episode. And I promised him I would get to it this time. Mario Piper from the Gen X uh, Photography Podcast. Uh, he actually sent me like a direct message, a uh, direct like recording message on Instagram. And I asked him, I was like, hey, my, uh, Mario, can I can I just throw this together and uh, and, and use it as a call in? And uh, he said, sure. So uh, I'm going to see uh, what Mario has to say. Uh, I think he was going to uh, say, I think he had some comments about uh, a previous episode, I believe is what it was. So uh, let's find out what Mario Piper is uh, thinking here. And and, uh, and uh, let's listen, listen to, to good old Mario. Hey there, Mr. Good Man. I'm listening to the uh, Bill Manning and uh, Sherry Christensen episode. And uh, I'm not f- finished listening yet, so looking forward to finishing it up. But uh, it's kind of funny, uh, Sherry talking about the uh, epic stylus, epic or whatever that she found. Um, my wife has been having very similar <laughs> um, success. She found a baby speed graphic that shoots two by three uh, film, two and a quarter by three and a half or something like that. Um, you know, speed graphic, but on uh, miniaturized at a thrift store for like, I don't know, three, four bucks. Um, it was just amazing. So she's uh, she's got the eye. Seems like these ladies have the eye. <laughs> Thanks for continuing to do the podcast. You guys are awesome. And I must say, um, you talked about your um, your garden not doing so well. It's the same with mine. I I have very few peppers, uh, very few ghost peppers, very few habaneros, very few scorpions. It's irritating, but oh well. Another year. Well, thank you, Mario Piper from the Gen X Photography Podcast for that little uh, message there. Yeah, we uh, Mario and I love the love the hot and spicy things, and uh, we're, we both are trying to grow uh, some hot peppers this year. And my garden did not do well with them, uh, and neither did his apparently. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the uh, trying to say, might I need a colonoscopy if you eat some uh, ghost peppers? <laughs> clean, right. clean everything out for you, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you got me all choked up there, Mike. Uh, thinking about the hot peppers, I think. So. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, um, talk about his wife having luck at a thrift store. Uh, we went to a. My son's been wanting to go to a thrift store. I think my son is uh, my my fifteen year old younger son is and you know they're starting to get uh, starting to get like you know into into some into some clothes a little bit. So he wanted to go to the thrift store see if he could find some some cool. Uh, unique finds. Of course, he didn't find anything, but it was funny that we went to in the glass case at the front of the store. They had a couple of cameras, and uh, I was like, oh, "Okay, let's let's see what they got here." And one was like a Minolta point and shoot for like like an outrageous amount of money, like thirty, forty bucks or something, something like that. And it was it looked like not, you know, not a, not a very interesting one. But the funny thing was was in the glass case. Uh, not only did they have that. Uh, the funny thing was that the Minolta point and shoot also was like bundled with a bunch of like 35 millimeter lenses. Like uh, those aren't going to fit that point and shoot, you know, <laughs> they bundled them together. And then, uh, and it looked like, you know, just cheap zoom lenses or whatever, but, uh, kit lenses. Uh, but then the, next to it was like one of those plastic $1, you know, uh, you know, just like just those plastic cameras. Right. And I was like, really, you put that in the glass case. Like it just shows you how Goodwill like thinks every camera is worth gold now. Like they had one of those <laughs> yeah, $1 plastic cameras in the glass case. And I'm like, I'm not even going to ask the price on this thing. It's ridiculous. But uh, that's my th- I'm surprised they even had some at Goodwill because the ones here, they don't have cameras and they said they send them off to yeah, right. this place for the website 
Yeah. Shopgoodwill.com. Store here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they uh, they were trying to see if anybody was a sucker enough before they sent them off. <laughs> 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 Maybe. Yeah, that's that's been my luck with it. But uh, uh, but thanks Mario for the uh, the call in there. That little b- baby screen speed graphic I'm sure is pretty cool. But uh, what, can you get film for that though? I mean, like that that's what, what film is that he's talking about? Like uh, um, you can use the the two by three roll film backs, like uh, okay. that six by six one that I'm using for. The RB67, that'll work on that as well. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a very usable camera then. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, yeah I'm glad uh, she's having luck. Uh, I certainly ain't, so. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, all right, anybody else have any thoughts on that before we move on to the next call, Lynn? I'm still waiting to find my uh, any kind of camera for $5, right. as uh, Jason would say on Grainy Days, right? Okay. I found this in a thrift store for $5. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of uh, there's one one of my favorite uh, '80s movies, and I've been trying to find it on streaming services, but ever they want you to pay for it for some reason. You can't like just stream it. But there was a movie called Better Off Dead. Uh, I was gonna say, I hope you're gonna say Better Off Dead. <laughs> Great, John Cusack. It's it's fantastic. And the Such guy that played the guy that played Booger in uh in Revenge of the Nerds is, is like his best friend. And oh, uh, there's a kid. There's, there's a paper boy. The street that, value of this mountain. I just froze the left half of my head. Oh, right. So right. And there's a paper boy that follows John Cusack through the entire movie. Uh, Cause they owe him like $2 and he's like, $2. I want my $2. And uh, it reminds me uh, of uh, what thrift store cameras used to cost. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, better and, uh, I love the French girl. He's putting his testicles all over me. His testicles, <laughs> tentacles. You mean tentacles. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> That's uh, a fantastic one, but uh, yeah, better off dead. And it's, it's kind of one of the more underground like '80s movies too. So oh, uh, completely, yeah. completely. Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, hard to make a transition to this from that, but uh, <laughs> we're get except it. watch it, even if it costs you a couple dollars. Yes, yes, it's worth it. Uh, I got a call in from uh, Mr. Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. And uh, I think yeah, I, I forgot to write down what this is about. So I, I, I listened to it when I got it. And, uh, I can't remember. So we're going to find out what Bill Smith's got to say here. I think it's it's, it's not a camera. Review, though. Yeah, so so we're going to find out. Uh, let's see what Bill Smith from Classic Camera Revival, one of our favorite uh, Kenokians. Uh, by the way, uh, happy uh, Thanksgiving to the Kenokians, right? I think it's, uh, was, wasn't it? Today? Yeah. yeah. It was this last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for our Canuckian friends. So, uh, but, uh, and here's, here's, here's one from one of our favorite Canuckians, Mr. Bill Smith. Let's see what he has to say. Hey guys, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival, and this is not a phone in review. Quick show of hands. How many people are getting a little frustrated with Instagram? Oh, oh, that many. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Instagram's latest evolution has been frustrating, to say the least. And I've been a longtime user of this app, uh, first with smartphone photography over a decade ago, and then slowly, you know, finding a way to upload my film photos onto that platform. And it's been a fun. Uh, but lately, with the uh, video forward... Um, strategy uh, being embraced by Meta or more like imposed by maybe the inner circle around Mark Zuckerberg and their attempt to create a TikTok clone or sort of an all-purpose app 
that can tackle TikTok like it attempted to tackle um, Snapchat a few years ago. Uh, Maybe the straw that breaks the camel's back. When you get influencers like the uh, the Ken the the, the Kardashian uh, Empire uh, expressing their displeasure, you know there's trouble in paradise. However, uh, the people at Meta have seen fit to uh, go full steam ahead, uh, only hitting the pause button. So, what's a film photographer to do? You want to share on social. Uh, that said, Instagram is the easy one because everyone you know is there. But uh, increasingly, our content is being shoved to the back of the line, courtesy algorithm tinkering. Now, as the saying goes, we got options. Well, there's the granddaddy, Flickr. Uh, I never left Flickr. I am willing to spend the money, the annual fee, uh, to get uh, full res photos, no promotion, no ads, nothing, uh, and unlimited storage. I know there'll be some in the studio audience, but boom, but it's not free. Well, I will counter to you. If you are using an app or a site that is free, then congratulations. You are the product. You're not using the product. You are the product. Let that sink in. So then you got Twitter. And I know a bunch of photographers who are now leveraging Twitter heavily. Uh, It is free. Uh, It is a big, huge, sprawling universe that you could easily get lost in. Uh, And again, Twitter has its pluses and its minuses. But that said, uh, it is, uh, it's pretty much free range. And there's the new kid on the block, Granary. Granary is interesting. Uh, it crossed my radar a few weeks ago in, in, in sort of, a, I think it was a Petapixel article. I know some people have their issues with that site. But when I saw that and I played around with it, I set up an account uh, I'm WB Smith 200, by the way. Uh, I found it pretty easy. It kind of sort of reminds me of what Instagram was over a decade ago. It is geared for film photographers, which may be both a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because for you know sites slash apps like this, you need to scale and find a way to make money. So there might be a membership fee involved down the road. You know what? I'm at a point I'm okay with that because, again, uh, trends are going in such a way that everyone's going to more micro communities as opposed to big ecosystems like, you know, the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams of this world. I think my one bit of advice is I'm not going to recommend one site, be it Flickr, Twitter, or granary over another. It just sort of comes down to what is your circumstances, uh, and again, uh, and what your comfort level is in, in exploring the new. Like, will granary get, gain traction? I don't know. I hope so. We need some diversity out there, and already I'm seeing my friends show up on that site. 
So um, to wrap this up, and this is sort of uh, strategic counsel I give in my day job to clients, never put all your eggs into one basket. So if you're finding great traction somewhere, like say, well, we'll say Twitter, for example, but also keep your presence on Instagram and also invest in a few other places because you just never know. Because in the end, unless you're, you got a robust website where you can host your stuff, it's somebody else's sandbox. We're just allowed to play there until it is decided we're no longer welcome. So bear that in mind. Anyway, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. Have a great day and hear from you guys soon. Well, thank you, Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival for your thoughts on uh, the social media thing that's going on here. I've yet to try Granary. Um, I think the most important thing I need to do is uh, take some damn photos and then I'll worry about where I'm going <laughs> to post them after that. So, uh, you know, it's <laughs> uh, a good uh, plan. Yeah. Well, Instagram for me has always been my place because I've never really seen it as the place where, you know, I'm looking for likes or looking for someone to uh, applaud me as a photographer or anything like that. To me, it's just been like my by depository for, for, uh, you know, just my work. And if somebody ever asked me, Hey Mike, what's, uh, how can I check out your photography? I would just tell them to go to my Instagram. It's all there, you know? Uh, uh, so that's kind of, I just, just kind of use it as like a, basically it's almost like my online portfolio. I don't really, I can't tell you the last time I looked at how many likes a photo got that I posted there or whatever, you know, I just don't, I just don't really see it that way. I did when I first got on there. I think everybody is interested in how many people were responding or liking their photos or something. But now I'm I'm not I'm way past that point now. So like I don't know that I I don't know if I really care that much about sharing my photography and what people think of it anymore. You know, it's kind of just my personal little thing now. Like uh, I don't know. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? I don't plan on joining gray, Greenery just because I mean. Then you're, it is like he said, it depends on what situation you're in, but then you really are just kind of preaching to the choir of other film photographers. And I kind of like that it can just go to anybody, that anyone can see it when I meet people and they're like, yeah, you can see my stuff on this and they can see it. Cause then I'm not going to be like, oh, well, it's on this other app. That's mostly just these people. So you could get on there and see it, yeah. but maybe not like, and no one's like regular people aren't going to be on Flickr and regular people aren't going to be, uh, you know. I don't really have friends on Twitter either. So it's like, I feel like Instagram is the biggest common denominator and I don't really care if it's like a hundred people like it or 300 people like it or 50 people like it. Like it doesn't really matter. So mm -hmm. um, I'm not trying to have 50 apps on my phone. That's for sure. So yeah. like the world is so overwhelming. Why do we need more stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, don't, kinda, I don't need kinda... to whittle it down to just these people. Like, they can see it if they want to see it. And if they don't, then they don't see it. That's fine. I, I'm fast approaching social media burnout anyway. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just a, where I'm at. Well, that's how I feel about Facebook. Like, no one my age is using Facebook. I only get on there for the groups right. and yeah, the groups to work. Like, yeah, because yeah. I have to use it for work. But all the clientele that still use Facebook to see our, my brewery posts will probably be dead in 20 years and then businesses won't have to use Facebook anymore, oh, which will be a blessing because <laughs> it is a pain in the ass. It's only like 65 year olds that don't have Instagram that are like looking at our Facebook pages. So you might be like, uh, where, where's your, what are your hours? They won't even so go to a website. They're just they on Facebook. The, it's like, it's in the bio. It's in the bio. Just look wanna, there. Like, 
Jess, they want to know when the early bird special is. I mean, that's that's uh, you know. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what Jackie Stewart used to say about Jaguar customers. And it was pretty bold because, you know, his Formula One team was sponsored by Jaguar and they made the engines. But he said that Jaguar customers are in God's waiting room. And that sounds like exactly what you're talking about. You, know? <laughs> you can't well, look you up one- on a website these days. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the one person that really I mean is an expert in Instagram is Andre. So I mean he should. Uh, <laughs> I mean I was I was waiting prolific. for you to my opinion here. <laughs> Are you on Granary, Andre? I did create an account. Um, I don't think I've posted anything on there. But then Man, again, what? Imagine no, that. I don't think weird. I have. And <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, some assembly required, though, right? I mean, you right. have to like put cameras in, you have to put lenses in. Like, oh, you, you, you are you serious? Just, oh, yeah. You you have to every picture. Oh, you God. have to say what film, what camera, what lens. And so, like, I started kind of futzing around with that, but I was like, well, what about my Ashika mat? You know, it's like the the lens is in it. I'm like, is and I was just like, uh, I don't have time for this, and I don't want to sound like a jerk about it because I appreciate that that's a guy. You know what I mean? Trying to make something that he thinks there's a space for, and it's it's not all bad, you know. And some of the pictures oh yeah, I think it's super cool, cool. and I think it's great for people that want it. Yeah, like that's awesome. It's great that someone spent their time on that, and that people are if they're enjoying it, that's great. But Uh, at the same time, it was just yeah, it was just like oh, I don't know if I got the RAM for this. I'm lucky lucky to remember to like put a sticker on the roll of film of what camera I shot it in, much less remember what lens I used. I've got 20 rows like in my in my refrigerator to develop right now. Like I don't know what lens I shot that with. No, I mean I had to keep I had to keep notes and stuff. I don't do that. Like you know, you know what? I don't even know what my lenses are. Most of the time, <laughs> like I know, okay, this one's going to zoom in for me. This one's going to not. And <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but that's, that's completely fine too. Cause then you oh, have people that are on the other side of that, which are all obsessing about BS that has nothing stuff. to do with making a picture, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's what it's all. Oh, it's a, that's my, but if, it, it, if it helps people learn, like I can see if, putting that information in is helping someone that's getting into photography. If that helps them learn, like Flickr had that, right? Like you could put in that information. So I'm sure that that helps a lot of people learn because that's probably a way that a lot of people learn. I don't learn in any sort of technical way, but I still don't know anything, but (laughs) <laughs> but in some ways, it, oh, stop it. You don't know anything. Come on. Oh, I really don't. I just like, I'm winging everything. I'm flying by the seat of my pants at all times. The seat of your cyanotype pants. Your cyanotype yeah, pants. Yeah, my cyanotype are pretty pants. Well <laughs> <laughs> Make some good stuff. And those pictures that the 35 millimeter stuff you've been uh, posting lately is really good. Yeah, out in the out in the lake or whatever, you know, doing the stuff for, for your brewery. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could take a picture. I just can't tell you any specifics of why this lens does this or, or anything like that. I just but you know what doesn't matter? My lens is it. Not to me, you, but I'm sure to other people for learning purposes, maybe. I was anyhow, watching the uh, I was watching the new Andor Star Wars series and uh, oh, the, the SX70. Yeah, the, the SX70. SX70. Yeah. 
<laughs> he pops Sorry, over I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mike. That's an S670. That's, and, uh, yeah, the noise the, the, when yes. he pulled it open. It was yeah. just like, ah. I saw someone post that in a story that they use that as like a weapon or something. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's sort of like a, like a, like a little computer thing, sort of. Yeah. And, uh, like, a, and, uh, um, yeah. But it, it's it was a navigation, it was a navigation device. And the best yeah. part was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the guy opens it up, the guy next to him is like, boy, that's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and which in the, in the show, it was an old piece of technology, Yeah, but it yeah. was just funny. Cause like any of us, I mean, I love my SX 70. It's, it's, I, I love all my cameras, but that camera is, especially since I got it back from retrospect, it is perfect. Uh, nice. Perfect. Plus, also, it continues the tradition of Star Wars using photographic equipment as props. Yeah, the lightsabers, yeah. Absolutely. Luke uh, Skywalker's, you know, lightsaber was a, a Graflex uh, flash bracket thingy. Yep, yep. Not that you could ever buy one of those for any reasonable amount of money anymore. Right. Thanks a no. lot, Lucas. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Star Wars nerds ruined it. You know, it's, uh, Darn it! I would like to hear. I would like to hear the opinions of people that do use granary, or I guess I would. Yeah. I don't really care about Flickr. I never use really use Flickr. I had one, I think, at one point, but I wasn't. It's was either MySpace or whatever for me back in the day. So I don't know, but uh, I would like to hear some people's opinions on granary and why they use it and why they like it i think of granary was around uh four or five years ago when i was a little more interested in sharing my photography uh, i would probably be i'd probably would have dove right in but uh it just yeah point, i just you know and, and i've got i'm just i'm just uh, i'm just over i don't know i'm over like kind of just over sharing my work and over just social media in general a little bit like i have a hard enough time just uh, occasionally visiting our own Facebook group, which is something I need to do more often. Or, or hey, sharing uh, people's uh, Instagram uh, where they use the negative positive hashtag. I've been horrible about like highlighting that. So like, it's just I'm just horrible with social media in general. But uh, well, there's just too much in the world. Like we're just yeah. so overstimulated, and then and then that on top of it, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it, it can spiral out, right? Like I feel like everybody I follow, at least on Instagram, I want to see their work. And like now that you can actually do the chronological feed, like that's kind of how I do it in the morning. I go, I go to the chronological and I go back to where I left off yesterday and look at everyone's stuff. But I can do that because I maybe have like three or 400 people and they don't all post every day. But like, if there was like seven or 800 people that you follow, then how in the world that's a, that's a fur ball that you can't even touch. You know, it's like, it, it, it just, like you said, Jess, it's out of control. It's how do you, yeah. even? it's just, yeah. It's it reminds me of like Twitter, just people screaming out into the ether. <laughs> if you hear, I honestly hear don't even scroll. I just see people's posts when they share their posts through their story for, for whatever yeah. reason, like the scrolling maneuver is kind of a pain to me. So I like, I'll it's see exhausting. if they share it in their stories. I don't know yeah. why that's better. No. I do. I, I very rarely ever scroll, and I think for yeah. me, it's because when you're tapping through stories, like yes, the thing kind of rotates and whatever, but everything yeah. ends up like aligned, right? Whereas when you're scrolling, 
you have to kind of like slow down or stop in order to get something aligned in the middle and then keep going. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it like jump, it like changes. And also yeah, when you're yeah. scrolling, you have ads and other things that are in between. Oh. But in the stories, you don't have that. Or at least I well, don't have if, that. If you if you do the chronological, which is where it says Instagram, if you tap on it, it'll say like followers or I don't know what the other one is, but it will only show you who you're following. So there's no ads in that. Ads. There's no recommended crap. There's no nothing. It's just the people oh, that okay. you're following. So, so I that's, do think uh, I do think Instagram made some changes since Bill sent this. Uh, he sent this call in probably a couple months ago, and I think there has been some changes that. Is a little bit better than uh, when uh, than than the what Bill was referencing about Instagram because I know there was a big uproar and I think they did make it a little better and at least it seems like I am starting to see the people I follow a little more when I the few times I do kind of scroll through it than I used to so I think there has been some minor changes that's made it a little better but yeah since uh, Bill actually sent that call in I think so so uh, Bill Bill's got a direct line into the Zuck. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and and what is what does Instagram do for you? Like, if you spend all your time trying to make your feed, whatever, like, what what does it actually do? I mean, like, I guess I wonder. But I guess that's another one of those things I wonder about, which is probably beyond this conversation. But people talk about doing personal projects, but I'm like, well, I'm not a full time photographer, so isn't everything I do a personal project? Yeah, like I don't, but I guess it depends on the context that you're coming from. But so I suppose if you do make your living from your camera, it's it's an out, you know, it's a different point of view than people like us who it's more of a passion. Yeah, it's certainly not a paycheck. Well, and obviously, too, if you're trying to make money from your photography, uh, you got to be on every single platform to try to you know, get your get your get yourself out there. You know, it's a so that's a tough. There's a lot of competition out there. So yeah, and I'm gonna find out if I can actually sell some of my my frame prints at this farmer's market, or if I'm gonna get punched in the face. You know, I'm not really sure which is gonna happen. So I'm still trying to drag. I'm ready to get punched in the face. You know, I mean, like it probably is a good lesson. But my my first uh, art show, I only sewed like three pieces in three days, so it it was it was it was a bust. But then I took what <laughs> I learned from that and did much better the next year, and did better every year after that because I kept learning and tweaking uh, uh, about how to do an art show and what people were looking for. So. Uh, uh, sadly, you do have to kind of think about selling out a little bit. It ain't all about, uh, it, it, you know, it ain't all about just your uh, your pride in the photos you take. Sometimes you have to think, well, no one's probably going to buy this, but someone will probably buy this thing that I'm less proud of. So it is kind of a it's a process. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we should uh, move on. And take uh, one more last break. We got one more call in to get to, and uh, I, you know, I, I keep thinking our shows won't be two hours long, but this one probably will be two. So, but it, it was, <laughs> and we were moving along so so quick, Mike. I mean, yeah. we're like you had us going along, but then uh, I see I, I see the time of these uh, of these segments. It's looking looking like we're gonna do it again. So. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Well, folks, we'll take uh, one last break and come back with one more call in and we'll wrap this thing up. So uh, we'll be right back. We are back for the final segment. We got one more call in I want to get into. Uh, it's uh, from David Ortega, and uh, he's going to talk about a little, uh, a little. Uh, I think it was like a 
a digital fell, I think, and then like some sort of accessory, uh, a Rolly Flex accessory. So uh, maybe uh, some of the uh, Rolly uh, <laughs> can, uh, can uh, <laughs> chime in after we hear from what what Mr. David Ortega has to say. So let's listen to uh, David right uh, now. Before before we start the recording, I just want uh, to congratulate David and his wife. They just had their first kiddo. Oh, that's right. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, David. Yeah, I did see that. Yep. It's the best adventure you're ever going to be on, man. Uh, and, the, and the hardest. <laughs> hey, no one said good stuff was easy, man. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's see what David has to say. Hey, they negative positives gang. David Ortega with the call in um, about an experience and also an accessory review. Um, it was a couple weekends back. I went to the Japanese classic car show. And I had to get up super early because my dad's friend had four cars that he was showing and I was going to drive one of them into the show. Um, but when you are poorly prepared and wake up early, sometimes you forget that you need to take certain things for your cameras. So I had enough rolls of film and my cameras were working because I had a, a Rolly Flex. I loaded up the Maxim set as 1000 with uh, batteries and had the lenses with it and a couple rolls of film as well. Unfortunately, I took my Sony a7 II because I was like, well, I'll shoot most of my stuff on digital just so this way I can save on film and get a lot of pictures of all the cars. I forgot my SD card um, and had one battery, which that'll come into the story later. Um, we get there and I'm getting ready and I can't have, I don't have a car to go anywhere because it's in the show. So I try to look up closest store walking distance. It's about an hour's trip going and coming back. When I get back with that SD card, um, I realized that my battery was in warm in that bag and I'm like, well, what's up? And then I realized that because I had left it on, the battery died. So I was kind of bummed out. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was trying to like vibe with my Maxim 7000 and it just wasn't working. I just wasn't feeling it. So then I kind of just was a little bit bummed out and I was like, all right, you know what? Let me just use my Rolly Flex because I like my Rolly Flex. Um, I have a Rolly Flex uh, 3.5, one of the early 1950s mark versions. Um, very lightweight, very easy to use, uh, 120 camera. But about a, uh, I think about a year ago, I bought this accessory. It's called the Rolly Flex Binocular uh, Focusing Hood. And basically it's like this weird, like leather um, thing that you put on top. And it's kind of like a horse's blinders because you basically put your face into it. And it kind of almost gives you like a 3D effect on the focusing screen because there's like two little goggles. It looks like a, like the best way I can describe it is like an olden days, like propeller uh, airplane goggles, like the ones that pilots would wear. Um, and yeah, it has these little, I think it has like a diopter built into it. And you basically like put your face down into it. You're kind of like looking down because you want your, the way you use your TLRs, it's pointing um, like face down towards the front. So you're kind of like arching your neck into it. But the thing I really like about it is that there's a lot of people at those shows and like sometimes you just want to focus and like ignore that people are looking at you because you have this really old camera and they're like saying it's like, oh, cool camera and this and that. And you just want to focus and get your picture. So 
with that focusing hood, you're able to see the corners really well because it was cloudy and like kind of overcast, but bright. So that hood basically cuts out any light and you get to see the, the focusing screen really well. It gives you pretty accurate focus. And then like I was focusing on my corners and trying to frame it up and do my composition well. So I really liked it. Some people look at say it looks weird because um, it's like in a natural way of shooting a TLR, but I mean, you shoot your camera how you want it because it's your camera and it's your, it's your art. So I was actually shooting some 400D that day too. So I haven't got the rolls back, but I'm feeling pretty confident that my shots came out pretty good. Um, and of course, having a, a classic camera like that, everyone was saying it's like, oh, cool camera. And like some people wanted to see like what it looked like through the hood. Um, so that day I didn't just carry around Rolly Flex as an accessory, but I also used it because it's the camera that I like. <laughs> but yeah, just because I was listening to episode 393 and I wasn't just shooting a film camera just because, but I was shooting it because my digital camera died and I was really feeling it. Like it wasn't because I wanted film for my di for my pictures, but because it's what worked. It's what was reliable. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you again for have, posting this and uh, have a good one. Shoot film and don't let people get you down. Be weird. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David Ortega, for a uh, great call in there. Uh, it's one thing I've been kind of asking for with call-ins is a little bit. It's like, hey, uh, I'd love to hear stories about some failures and some successes and triumphs. And and uh, he, he kind of came through with a, all that bundled in one, one little call-in there. Um, I'm sure Andre is loving this because uh, an electronic camera let him down. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and the so. electronic camera let him down. He pulled out an obscure Roloflex <laughs> accessory. Like David, David and I are our kindred spirits. <laughs> I want Andre, you got to tell me about this thing because I mean, I've seen your eye level viewfinder, but something that's like, you know, goggles or horse blinders or whatever. Like I can't even get a mental image of this. Well, it, I, I, I had never heard of it myself either. So I, you know, Google image search here, Roloflex binocular focusing hood. And he, he describes it perfectly. Like it, it looks like a, a, you know, little set of, of, of goggles, horse blinders that <laughs> attaches to the waist level finder. And it folds up in this like neat little like flat, package in, in in a way that only a Roloflex accessory could just <laughs> clever German engineering for something that you know is is both complex and simple at the same time and of course now I want one I was <laughs> dude say, you're I, not I kidding know, I know you sure. want one I'm just gonna say that. well I mean the last time I saw David was the the film photography paideia back in February 2018 mm. um, so I mean if if uh, I mean for for not only this reason but I feel like you know David and I need to need to you know plan a meetup or something out there in in Orange County where where him and his his family lives because uh, not only do I you know just generally need to to reunite with a uh, with a friend and, a, and a, a fellow film nerd and fellow member of the negative positives community. But I gotta, I gotta see this thing in person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, Mike, do you have a, do you have a Roloflex? 
No, I, I've got the uh, Japanese version, oh, which Yushika. isn't really. Yeah, I got a Yushika mat, okay. and I really like it. I but I will say that every time I see Andre with his uh, eye level viewfinder and he's got it, you know, standing up straight at, at his eye level, I'm always like, man, I wish they made one of these for this camera. Right. Be- right. Because if you want to take a portrait of someone, I mean, the universal truth is that people look better when the camera is slightly higher than slightly mm-hmm. lower. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, if it depends on wherever, but like just, I mean, unless you're trying to do like the Halloween thing or the Dutch angle or whatever, then that's one thing. But like, if you want to do an attractive portrait, you need to be slightly higher and it's hard to do. Um, Unless you were doing like a nineties band portrait and that was always shot from the ground looking up at the band. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and that can be good for effect. It really can be like, but still it'd it'd be nice to not be limited, you know, but yeah, but, but I do love my Ishika mat. I mean, it's, it's a good camera and, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's to me, and I suppose Rolleiflex is even better, but it's like the ultimate walk around, like point and shoot. I mean, it's not quite a point and shoot, but it's got a decent meter in it. And <clears throat> it's just something you can pull out and take a picture with. And, and I love it too, because uh, when I'm traveling, I like to set my camera on the bar and take a picture of, I don't know, the, the tap handles or the uh-huh. bottles or, you know, just like the business of bars, if that makes any sense. And it's like already got, any TLR has got like little four legs on it. You know what I mean? So it already stands up straight on the bar on its own. So you're not even trying to do something it doesn't want to do. You know, you can look down. So anyhow, sorry, I mean to get all, but yeah, the binoculars, man, the, uh, the Snoopy's, uh, uh, but you know, goggles, I just, that's, Red Baron, yeah. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. You know something that I, I, I wonder if, ever existed or if if you know some enterprising lens designer would be able to come up with i mean negative positives listeners know that i'm a huge fan of the double bayonet system for the roloflex and yashika tlrs and that i'm a i'm a i'm a ardent supporter of the close-up lenses the roland r series of close-up lenses you know how um Digital cameras like the Fuji X100 series, which have a fixed lens, you can also buy like a, a wide angle and a telephoto like little conversion yeah. lens that screws onto that. I wonder if if there was ever anything like that because that is the one downside of the Roloflexes or just you know any fixed lens TLR is that you're stuck to one focal length. Now, granted, the close-up lenses allow you to get closer than the minimum one meter focusing distance which is awesome but imagine if you could you know bayonet on like a a a wide angle Uh, even if it was substantially wider but going from like normal to like a 35 equivalent or like normal to a 75 equivalent something like that that sounds like a surely somebody uh, must have done that at some point sounds like a question for our friends at uh classic camera revival or camerosity i think they would Mm -hmm. have the answer for for us on that right (laughs) Well, you know that lens designer. I'm sure you could you could come up with something. <laughs> well, you know the the thing is, it might not even need to be a lens. I mean, uh, there's a uh, the the stuff I got from my SX70. There's a guy that goes by a retrograde engineer that mm-hmm. makes some like 3D printed uh, adapters for the SX70, um, and one of them is for a 37 millimeter. Um, well, I guess it might be a step-up ring, but it's it's basically just 
is a filter ring that lets you snap on the front of it. And I think that guy, I, I sorry, he doesn't make them, but I think there are fisheye and like telephoto and they might come from the X 100s. They actually might come directly from those to go onto this thing. Uh, and he posts pictures of it and it's, kind of cool i mean so that's not rolly flex it's sx70 but still like the concept is if it could be done it yeah man that would be you just gotta it's like what steve Jobs said right it's, it's not really making stuff up from scratch it's being able to connect two different things together that right. makes it cool you know well one thing I, that i see like with david ortega when he was at the this classic car show like uh i mean probably i'm sure people did respond to that i mean these guys already appreciate classic cars so like uh, i'm sure they did appreciate uh, seeing that old camera walking around so that's kind of mm -hmm. a, hey when uh, andre and i were together last time uh we we ended up happening upon an old car show quite accidentally and uh, th that exact same thing happened you end up mm -hmm. talking to that one guy with the truck right uh, mm -hmm. about uh, did you end up I'm using that roll? For like, is that a roll of flex? I was like, yes, sir, it is. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Jess, are you? Do you, are, you have a. You have a Yashica. You don't you have some sort of TLR? Yeah, I have the the mat as well, but I still need to get fixed. But I got a box for it, and I have it on my list of the things to do over this next month. I made a whole list last week of things to do, and that's on it. It's to send it off to get it fixed. Right, right. Yeah, send that to Mark before he retires. I mean, I I'm not making any statement yeah, on the gauge of the guy. Another email. <laughs> but I think he's he's not a young man. I'm I'm not saying he's an old man. I don't know how old he is, but I'm always like, dude, let me get this to you before you retire. All right, one last one, please. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, my only my yeah, only TLR. Send is him an email. My only TLR is the just the classic. I mean, the, the hot uh, everybody wants one. The Kodak. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was it? I can't even remember the name of it now. It's like, uh, oh shit, a Reflex Two or something like. That. I don't know. I can't. I, I, is I it is it a real TLR or is it like a, a box a real, camera? A, no, it's a real TLR. Yeah. And, oh really? Uh, the only problem with it is the uh, focusing screen's a little dim on it, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, but yeah. And I once waxed poetic about it, saying it was a, it was a great bargain in TLRs, and then I got nothing but a flood of emails telling me how shitty that camera was. <laughs> 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 but see my only TLR, but uh, uh, but it man well, it has a great it has a great lens on it though. I, I, I there are a couple rows I shot through it. Like the lens is fantastic. It's like one of those. It's from like the golden era of Kodak lenses from like the forties, early fifties, like uh, when the Kodak was actually like putting out like some pretty decent lenses, you know. So it does have a great lens on it, but uh, the focusing screen is a little dim so um it's definitely a, a sunshine only sort of uh camera you know all right well uh, i think that's uh that's our call-ins i'm trying to figure out how many i have left now let's I'm gonna take a little quick look it looks like i've got i love it i've only got like uh i got two left like i got another one from david ortega and i got one from larry effler and that's, that's it so we're back in the red zone again back in the red zone on the call-in so Folks, and this uh, is dudes call-ins. We need some ladies to call in. There you in. go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, like uh, folks, if you want to send in a call-in, uh, you'll be uh, definitely quicker in the queue uh, to get on the show. So uh, uh, as far as uh, me playing your call-in, so uh, you could go ahead and get those to me at negpositives at gmail.com. Just record an audio file any way you can. Send that audio to negpositives at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll get it in the queue. I'm running. I'm back in the red zone, folks. Back in the uh, the warning. Uh, uh, the warning area so uh the danger zone as kenny loggins might say but uh, so, uh 
<laughs> they played that whole song in that movie. That's the right. whole thing. That's right. So, yeah, Maybe a little too long. That's, yes, that's, that's what you call uh, that's, 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 that's a professional uh, way, the way they do it. So yeah, they bring, bring things back around full circle. But uh, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get on out of here. Uh, let's uh, get our socials out and uh, move on. So uh, we'll start with, um, well, we'll start with, uh, let's start with Jess Jones because she is uh, going to go on her hiatus after this. So we're going to miss her, but we'll be glad when she's ready to come back and we wish her the best in uh, her time management and uh, and and just uh, mm-hmm. enjoying uh, you know, enjoying. It's kind of probably nice because it gets uh, when you're on this podcast, you have so many people just running up to you asking for autographs and stuff all the time, and it's, just, you know, it's exhausting. I get it, but like humping uh, your leg like crazy, it's got to be a pain in the neck. <laughs> and you know, absence absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. So one, thing, one, thing, one thing Andre and I have not been good at is making people's hearts grow fonder because we were, we're always seeing zero. So, all right, Jess, uh, we're going to find people to check you out. They can find me on Instagram at Yesy Ones and also at Dusty True Blue, where I post Diana type stuff. Not a lot, but it's there. And. Once in a blue moon on Facebook, but not very often. <laughs> but I'm around, so. But I can always do reach. I still love talking about stuff, and sometimes my DMs sit for a few days because sometimes I have thirty to respond to. But I will get back to you. So don't ever be shy about sending me a message because I love talking about stuff. Awesome. And hopefully, I'll be back sooner than later. Yeah, we look forward to it. And uh, if you're getting 30 DMs, that's like more emails than this show has gotten in the entire last year and a half. So obviously we're losing uh, the most popular person on the show. So that's, that's all. Good. Sometimes it is about the dumbest thing ever on a story and I will have 50 messages to respond to. And I literally have to let it sit for days because I get overwhelmed. But it'll usually be about something really dumb. And then... Sometimes, occasionally, it's about film stuff. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think any of us guys can relate. No, nope. <laughs> right, right, not at all. <laughs> all right, uh, Mike Kugavica, where can people check you out? Well, you're, you'd probably be better served by checking out Jess's stuff than mine. But <laughs> if if you're uh, oh, no. feeling a little masochistic, you come o- come over to Drunk Dark Room on Instagram, and uh, you can see see my uh, flailings with uh, photography and film. For sure. Nice, Andre. People, uh, where can people uh, see you're apparently going to be dormant for quite a few months? Uh, <laughs> social media accounts. Uh, at Andre on film. All right, you can see my uh, pretty much dormant at this point lately. Anyway, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, my photos on Gutterman Photo at uh, on Instagram. Um, you can email this program negpositives at gmail.com. That's where you send us our call-ins. Um, and also, uh, if you donate to a cancer research uh, charity, uh, send me an email about that and your address, and uh, we'll try to get a printout to you as a big thank you for. Uh, no, uh, no try. There is due. Right, as right. Yoda said, you know, try. There's due. We will. We will, do. we will do. In other words, Mike will probably send me a print because uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's on top of it. But uh, it's all good, man. It's coming from everybody. That's right. That's right. Uh, and you can join our Facebook group. It is Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast Facebook group. We have an Instagram account under the account name Negative Positives. If you submit photos to that, 
uh, to Instagram, think about using the hashtag negative positives, and maybe I'll get off my ass and start highlighting people again. Like I was, I was doing a good job for a while, and I've kind of slacked on that, but uh, I'll try to get back on the horse there. And um, you can support this program on coffee. It is ko-fi.com slash negative positives. And uh, you can get my music on Bandcamp. That is uh, mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. And uh, we will finish this show after uh, after we say our magical catchphrase. Um, we will finish our show with a uh, music listener music track, original mis- uh, music track from one of our listeners. Uh, it was our last guest, Chris O'Connell. Uh, he's gonna, we're going to play a track from his band, uh, his post-rock band uh, called Those Amongst Us Are Wolves. The name of the song is going to be At the End of the Scene, The Walls Are Black. And it's from an album called The State Is Conscious. So uh, Chris O'Connell's band, Those Amongst mm-hmm. Us Are Wolves, at the, with a track called At the End of the Scene, The Walls Are Black. So we're going to check that out at the end of this uh, end of this uh, episode here. So um, there you go. Um, folks, uh, we're going to actually, I think I'm going to let Jess say the the magic uh, ending here because it's uh, we might might be a while till we hear from her. And the last thing you want to hear is her voice and not mine. So uh, there you go. <laughs> So, folks, we will talk to you in two weeks. We should have a guest back, uh, another guest on for that episode. Until then, we will talk to you soon. Everyone have a great two weeks. Everybody stay positive. And shoot some cool film photos. There it is. All right, folks. So take care. We will talk soon.
A Gutter Man Cave Production! <laughs>